Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, Jerry here. Got my beer cracked open and ready for a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. Today we head back over to Manatee Life Church in Bradenton, Florida, where we are in a series, a three-part series called Dangerous Prayers. These are some dangerous prayers. Last week, we looked at the first one, which was Search Me. This week, uh, the most dangerous of the three prayers, in my opinion, is Break Me. Break Me. And the scripture reference comes to us from Matthew chapter 14. We'll get into that sermon when we return on Soul Ramblings Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. And when I describe Manatee Life Church to other folks, I often quote the late author Rachel Held Evans who said uh, she was talking about the kingdom of God, but I think if we replace that with the church, Manatee Life Church, we're a bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because we are rich or worthy or good, but because they are hungry, because they said yes, and there's always room for more. And I think that's a pretty good description of us, and I believe Manatee Life Church is a Christian community dedicated to helping people find faith, hope, dignity, and unity alongside each other. We love to throw parties, tell stories, find hope, and practice the ways of Jesus as best we can. We're at different places on our journey, for sure, but we share a guiding story, a sweeping epic drama called The Bible. We find faith as we follow Jesus and share a willingness to honestly wrestle with God and our questions and doubts. We find dignity as God's image bearers and strive to call out that dignity in one another. We all receive, we all give. We are old, young, poor, rich, conservative, liberal, single, married, gay, straight, evangelicals, progressives, overeducated, undereducated, certain, doubting, hurting, thriving. Yet Christ's love binds our differences together in unity. We envision Manatee Life Church as a place where everyone is safe, but no one is comfortable. A place where we tell one another the truth in love. A place of sanctuary for all. We extend a special welcome to those who are single, married, divorced, widowed, gay, confused, filthy rich, comfortable, or dirt poor. We welcome those who are in recovery and those who are still addicted. We welcome you if you're having problems or down in the dumps or don't like organized religion at all. We offer a special welcome to those who could use a prayer right now had religion shoved down their throats as kids, or got lost and wound up here by mistake. We welcome gamers, tourists, seekers, doubters, and you at Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith. Be sure to find out more about us by going to our website, manateelife.church. When I was growing up in the Methodist Church, we did something that uh, we've kind of gotten away from. And I would, we only have three verses of scripture to read this morning, so this won't take too long. But we would always, when we would read, especially from the Gospels, we would say, stand as you are able for the reading of the word of God this morning from the Gospel. These three verses from Mark chapter 14, starting with verse 22. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, 
This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. You may be seated. It is great to be in week two of a three-week series that we are doing called Dangerous Prayers. And if you were with us last week, we talked about the prayer, the dangerous prayer of search me, God. Search me. Know my anxious thoughts. Reveal to me if there is any offensive way in me. And today, of the three dangerous prayers that we're talking about in this series, this one is probably the most difficult. This one, I would say, is the most dangerous. I'll tell you, it's not a common prayer. This is not a feel-good prayer. This prayer, though, it does have the potential to open our hearts and open them up to the work of God in such a way that it, it can forever change our lives. This prayer that we're considering this week is break me. Break me, God. Break me. And when I hear those words, break me, and I got to thinking about this, I said, God, I, I think of broken relationships or a broken spirit. Or a broken heart. Ever had your heart broken? (laughs) I don't know that I want to pray to God for a broken heart. But that's not really what we're talking about. In our gospel lesson this morning, Jesus is having his last meal. He's gathered the disciples, his closest friends together. He knows what's coming. Jesus knows what's coming. And... He knows that he's going to give his life on the cross. And this is how Mark tells the story in verse 22. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread, blessed it, and then what did he do? He broke it into pieces, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take it, for this is my body. And then he took a cup of wine. He gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them. They all drank it. And he said to them, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. He said it is what? Poured out. Poured out as a sacrifice for many. It's broken and it's poured. Broken and poured. He said, my body is broken for you. My blood will be poured out. I'm giving you everything I am with everything I have. Broken and poured. And if we go back to the beginning of Mark 14, we see the story of the woman anointing Jesus at Bethany. And verse 3 says this, While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard, She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Now, this same event is recorded in Matthew's gospel, and it's also recorded in John's gospel. Now, Matthew's account is very, very similar to the one we read in Mark. But John, he gives us 
a few more details that are not here. One of those details is that this woman is actually Mary, Martha's sister. And we're reclining at the table, enjoying a leisurely meal. Mary gets up, takes an alabaster jar full of pure nard, breaks the flask, and pours it on Jesus. Now, we, we're not told, we don't have any idea how Mary had gotten this costly perfume, but we do have some idea of its value of what it was worth. One of the disciples even points out that this was worth 300 denarii, this alabaster jar of perfume, which would, in today's dollars, be worth roughly the average yearly salary of a worker. An entire year's salary in one alabaster jar. That's how valuable it was. It was an expensive, this nard, I did a little research on nard because it's not something you see in on Walmart shelves very often. I don't see anything that says pure nard on it. So I did a little research on nard. It was an expensive, rare, and aromatic. It was very, very pungent. It was very aromatic. And it was an oil, and it was normally kept in an alabaster alabaster of flask. Normally, what folks would do, it had a seal on it. Someone would break the seal, pour out just a couple of drops, and the only reason they poured out a couple of drops was the value of it. It was so valuable. But Mary, notice, doesn't just break the seal and pour out a few drops. Instead, she takes two important actions that we've already talked about that Jesus talks about. Let's go back to the end of verse 3, that last sentence. She broke the jar and poured the perfume over his head. She broke the flask and poured it over his head. First thing she did was what? Break the flask. She didn't just break the seal. She broke the jar, probably had a long, narrow neck on it. She broke that neck of that alabaster jar. And the second thing she did was she poured it out liberally. It was a radical and costly act of worship, very costly. Mary's flask was broken and poured out. Sounds kind of like what we were talking about at the end of Mark where Jesus talks about his body being broken, his blood being poured out. And we begin to see the essence of the dangerous prayer we're talking about today. Again, we're not talking about, God, break my heart. God, break my spirit. God, break this relationship. No, when I pray, break me, I am committing to serve Jesus regardless of the cost. Regardless of what it's going to cost Jesus. Break me. I'm committing to serving you. Now, this is not consistent with the version of Christianity that's so prevalent and somewhat popular today. It's not compatible with the, oh, come to Jesus, and he'll make your life so comfortable and prosperous. (laughs) No, no, no. 
This is a prayer that has the potential to open up your life so that God can use you in ways that you never, ever imagined. Mm -hmm. You see, when the woman broke open the jar, she poured it all. She poured it all. Symbolizing, I'm giving you my whole life, broken and poured. Now, back to our original gospel lesson from verses 22 through 24. There's a connection between these two passages from the beginning of Mark 14 to the end of Mark 14. In both cases, this idea of being broken and poured out is a picture of being fully committed to serve God regardless of the cost. In both cases, nothing is held back. In Mary's case, she didn't hold back even one drop of her expensive perfume. Now, she could have easily opened the seal, just broken the seal, and anointed Jesus with just a few drops of nard. Again, it was very pungent. It was very aromatic. And those couple of dro- those couple of drops, that would have been adequate. To be honest, that's how many of us serve Jesus sometimes, isn't it? We give him part of our lives, but then we hold back most of it for ourselves. Mary gives everything she has, every last drop. And certainly did not Jesus do that. He didn't hold anything back. He willingly allowed himself to be broken and poured out on the cross. And here's the thing. He didn't do it for his own benefit. But he did it for hours. Amazing love. Amazing sacrifice. Now, before we can completely tie all this together and show how it relates to the prayer of break me, I think we need to look at one more passage. It's in Luke's account of the Last Supper. He provides one crucial bit of information that Mark did not include in his account. Luke twenty-two nineteen. Jesus adds these words. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. As a matter of fact, Paul includes those words when he gives us instruction in communion in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I always thought, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus is saying, when we celebrate communion, we remember his sacrifice, his death, his resurrection, that new covenant. But could it mean that? Yes, it does mean that. But could it mean something more as well? Stay with me here. It does mean to celebrate and remember Jesus' sacrifice. It does. It could also mean as he was broken, And as he was poured out, we should do that as well. Live as he lived. God calls us to live as Jesus lived and love as Jesus loved. We're to die to ourselves daily. Jesus told us that, did he not? Die to ourselves daily so that we can live for his glory. As Paul said, Paul said, 
I'm poured out, poured out like a drink offering, giving everything that I have for God's glory. Broken and poor, broken and poor. And if that's the case, then that would mean that the way we remember, do this in remembrance of me, the way we do that and remember the sacrificial death of Jesus is to be broken and poured out, just like he was, and like Mary's flask was. I remember Jesus by being broken and poured out. Now that idea would certainly be consistent with Paul's familiar words from Romans 12, verse 1, where he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Paul's making the point here that real worship, all right, listen to me now. Real worship is more than gathering together, singing some songs, hearing a sermon, and then going home. Are you with me? Real worship is more than gathering together, singing some songs, and hearing a sermon. It is more than just eating a piece of bread or drinking a thimbleful of juice once a month. It's more than that. It's offering up our bodies to be broken and poured out in the service of Jesus and his kingdom. Or as we said earlier, when I pray, break me, I'm committing to serve Jesus regardless of the cost. Now, I am not against meeting together on Sunday mornings, singing praises to God and hearing a sermon. Don't misunderstand me. But it is more than that. It is way more than that. Broken and poor. Nothing held back. That's why this is such a dangerous prayer. So, I'm, I'm a practical guy. And as I was thinking through this, this past week, I thought, how can I do this? What is, what is one step I can take to pray, break me, Lord, and pour out? So, I'll give you an introductory version of this prayer goes like this. Pick something in your life from this last week where if you were here, we were praying, search my heart, God. Show me any offensive way that is in me. And whatever God showed you that was offensive to him, that, that, that is displeasing, that shouldn't be there, that's where you start. That's your broken prayer. Break me of that, God, whatever it is. Break me of my pride. Break me of my anger. Break me of my supposed self-sufficiency. Break me of my impatience, whatever it is. Start right there. When God breaks you of that, what you're going to see is on the other side of brokenness are the blessings of God. Life's greatest breakings often lead to God's greatest blessings. So have the courage to start wherever you want and say, 
God, break me of this because I trust you are a good God. If I need breaking, I know, God, there is a blessing I have not yet experienced. So, God, I trust you with this, whatever that might be, and break me of that. Whatever level you want to start. Now, if you want to go all in and have no qualification whatsoever and just say, here I am, God, break me. Break me. I trust you, whatever it is. And I would ask you, would you, this next week, have the courage to pray? This most dangerous of prayers, in my opinion. Break me, God. Break me. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for people that really want to trust you. God, I know this is a difficult one. But I pray that we see answers to these prayers. I pray, God, that we see specific answers in these very small, specific things that we ask. Break us of this, whatever it is, God. Ultimately, God, I hope we'll recognize that we, without Christ, really are already broken. Whenever life starts coming apart and we experience difficulties, God, I pray that we would all have the faith and the courage just to break wide open and say, God, I totally and completely need you, and I need your people. We need each other, so God, break us. Break us to the point where we know we have nothing else to hold on to but you. Then we'll recognize that all along, you were all that we really needed in the first place. God, do a work. God, we know you're working in our church. For those who have the courage to pray this dangerous prayer, I pray that on the other side of the breakings, they will see indescribable blessings because that's the kind of God that you are. We trust you, God. We trust you. We surrender all to you. Amen. Listen, we can't heal ourselves. We're never going to get better on our own. Honestly, that's why we're here. We recognize that we are broken. We need His healing and His forgiveness. And as we receive that, when we leave here, we go out and spread that love, mercy, grace, compassion. We live as He lived, broken and poured out. To the world around us. Yes. May it be so. Amen. There you go. That's the second of three dangerous prayers. Break me. Next week, the final of the dangerous prayers, the third and final one, is send me. So get ready for that. We'll have that one next week. You can join Manatee Life Church online, manatealife.church, and you can enjoy the live stream there. We live stream every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern Time. Hey, you can get social with us here on Soul Ramblings Podcast by simply going to our Facebook or Instagram pages and follow us there. The links are in the show notes of this episode. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. And before we scoot out the door, one last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. 
I'm Jerry Wicker. Until next time on Soul Ramblings Podcast, keep the conversation going. Drink responsibly. Grace, peace, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Thank you.